Thank you for clicking on this video willingly, you absolutely wonderful person. My name is James and welcome to Magic the Gathering Oathbreaker, where my dog wants in the door. Where we also have dogs, but where I, James, will evaluate cards' effects on Oathbreaker. Will these cards be good or bad? Hopefully, uh, you'll have seen enough that you could, <laughs> while you're drafting or opening up a pre-con, then you'll look at it and be like, oh, this card, it'll be good for Oathbreaker, I'm gonna put it in a deck. So eventually you won't have to watch my videos anymore because they'll just be ingrained in your head. So subscribe if you want to learn more about Oathbreaker. And if you are new to Oathbreaker, give you I have like a five minute video on it, um, but I'll give you a brief less than a minute rundown. If you're new to Oathbreaker, Oathbreaker is an exploding format that has actually been around for a couple of years now where it is similar to Commander in the fact that it is singleton multiplayer, but the distinct differences are that we get to use any Planeswalker or Commander instead of a legendary creature. And we have an instant or sorcery card in the command zone with them, which we can cast while our Planeswalker commanders are out. Commander's attack applies to both of them. We start with 20 life instead of 40 and have 60 card decks instead of 100. These includes the Planeswalker and Sager spells. <sighs> They're gone. So, anyway, today's card is Solemn Simulacrum. This video is going to be a part of the EDH vs. Oath series. Uh, EDH vs. Oath is the, the top 100 EDH cards. I'm evaluating whether each of these cards will be good in Oathbreaker or not. So, so why would I do that? A lot of people who are commander players are looking at Oathbreaker like, Hey, I get these Planeswalker as my new commander and I get Signature Spell. Let's do something fun with that. Yeah, so there's a lot of appeal to commander players in Oathbreaker. So if they have old commander decks that they don't care about anymore, they're probably going to disassemble those and repurpose them for the Oathbreaker deck. And since these are the 100 most common, most played commander cards, uh, they're most likely going to be inside those decks, inside your decks that you are using and you're thinking, oh, this is good in multiplayer, it's good in uh, commander, EDH, then it might be really good in the next closest format, Oathbreaker. And a lot of that is true, a lot of that is wrong, there's a lot of cards where I'm pretty sure <laughs> don't belong in like any Oathbreaker decks. So Solemn Simulacrum is in the top 100 of those cards. It's four generic mana for an artifact golem creature. It has two power and two toughness. When it enters the battlefield, search your library for a basic land card, put it into play tapped, and when it dies, you get to draw a card. I'm breaking this guy down to ramp card draw, and bodies, because they are individual discussions that are very important for the whole of Oathbreaker. Then, total of how incredible or bad it is, starting with bodies. Bodies in Oathbreaker. There will be more creatures, primarily tokens, because we need those guys to protect their planeswalker and to destroy our opponents, and it's too inefficient to cast spells every single turn, just taking them out on their own. So that would consume too much mana and you would need your mana to carry out your strategy. So because of that, people are going to be playing a lot of tokens. An extension of that is like, oh, the Planeswalkers create tokens themselves, like Thopplers, Beasts, Soldiers. Creature removal will be less common since the majority of creatures on the board are just going to be disposable chumps like 2-2 Solemn Simulacrum. Nobody really summons a Solemn Simulacrum in Elder Dragon Highland if they get in damage. <laughs> but... For the body, they like the body on there. Ramp. When it enters the battlefield, you get a basic land put into play tap, which ramp is important to Oathbreaker and EDH, although ramp is typically done on turn 2 in Oathbreaker, so it's a little clunky to ramp later, in the mid-game, or the late game. But still, if you do that, then <coughs> the stronger a card is, usually the more mana it costs. And you want to play your super powerful spells as early as you can, 
so you'll have a greater impact on the game than your opponent, and that will help you win. So, of course, you're going to want to ramp play, play those spells sooner rather than later, and this guy does that. Even though it's kind of impractical to do it in the later terms, still, it will help you accelerate you into the end game. Although, you might be playing this in the end game. But still, the, the body coming in during the late game will still protect your planeswalker, so you get to finish off whatever you're using him for, or protect him. Okay, moving on to card draw. Card draw is just as important in Oathbreaker as any other format. This golem gets you one card, but at least he replaces himself when he dies. Non-creatures but in cards. So, this is a little weird. Um, I have a metaphor to explain this. It's like, if you're a general, and you're in a war, and that, uh, one of your dudes dies, and then, like, oh, you just lost a soldier, who's gonna replace him? But this is kind of like, oh, if that soldier's cousin came on and was like, I'm going to join the war to avenge my brother. This is kind of like that. So you get a card that will be helpful to you. I'm assuming every card in your deck has plays into your strategy as a good deck Ada. So the card draw, it replaces itself. And usually in aggro strategies, you have all your creatures out, then suddenly board wipe, they're gone, and it takes turn after turn after turn to rebuild all the creatures that were on the battlefield. But the good thing about Solemn Simulacrum our shiny little golem, he, he, he gets you a new card. And if you do play an aggro strategy with a lot of creatures, that is a creature that you can then replace him with. So that's really good. And because of that, uh, people... It, it encourages you to... It's an incentive for him to die. So you want to use him as chump anyway. And you get a benefit from using him as a chump blocker. But your, your opponents will be like... If it dies, uh, he might get a card that's even more dangerous. So let's try to try to not do that. So you can attack with him, and people might not block, or they'll block with the weaker, wimpy creatures because they don't want <laughs> your solemn seeming like them to die and get you a new card. That also gives you a level of unpredictability because if your opponent sees it on the battlefield, they know exactly what to expect. But if it dies and you get a new card hand, nobody knows what you're holding. Unless they memorize their whole deck or something. But that gives you the element of surprise, which, when used when people least expect it, is a lethal sword of... I don't know, I was going to make a sword pun in there somewhere. <laughs> in conclusion, I think Solemn Simulacrum will be very good in Oathbreaker. It's already in the top 100 EDH cards, but I think this might even be in the top 10 of... Oathbreaker. And that makes me want to do a top 10 Oathbreaker cards. So, that's a thing. Yeah. It's, it's, well, what can I say? It's, it's a big chump. Not this, a, <coughs> a big chump, but it is a chump that Oathbreaker players want to use, and it gives you some unpredictability with the card draw, and it ramps you. So, literally, all three things you care about stapled to this one guy. Um, I guess the only drawback is the fact that it doesn't really play into your strategy unless you have an artifact creature strategy. But even then, if you could summon, like, uh, Fabricate, they create, like, the thing enters, and then you create the 1-1 tokens, like, that is better for an artifact strategy if you want to do mass artifacts. And I think Fabricate will be a really good mechanic for Oathbreaker because it's like, oh, you summon one creature, but then multiple come in. Yay, more chump lockers. And, because of that, I also think uh, 
Aristocrats will also be good because there'll be a lot more creatures. It's like um, the creature dies and you get an effect that's really good. People won't want their creatures to die, but then if you have board wipes in your deck, then you boom, boom, boom. Force it all to happen. And then, oh man, people, that's going to be great. It's going to be great. I love it. I, do you guys love it? Do you love it? Do you not love it? Anyway, I'm pumped to use Solemn Simulacrum. It is. It incentivizes its own death, making you want to block and attack with it to further along the game. It doesn't just, okay, I'm just going to hole up right here like a lame little goblin. Yeah, not goblins are That was a good comparison. Anyways, uh, with the creature meta in EDH, people didn't care so much about this guy. It was mostly because, like, hey, it's ramp and card draw put together. But then the 2-2 body, some people would care about that. It's like, okay, if it's an extra creature, then sure. But that matters a lot more in Oathbreaker. So, thank you for watching this. Now, I think you ought to run a Solemn Simulacrum. I'm going to do that in Oathbreaker. <laughs> if there is any cards you want me to evaluate, please let me know. And subscribe if you're looking for more about Oathbreaker. I'm, I think, recently I've been consistently doing a video a day. I missed one video... And I put up a draft video, a pre-recorded draft instead, because I was like, okay, uh, family's in the house, which did not give me the time to record a video, because right now they all gone, so I'm able to record these. But there was one day that they weren't able to, that they didn't leave, so I had pre-recorded some War of the Spark draft on Magic the Gathering Arena, so I split that up into videos, and I was able to post the first one that day, so... I know it wasn't related to Oathbreaker, which I'm like, uh, kind of disappointed in myself for doing that because I was like, oh, I should have videos <laughs> prepared ahead of time because I know this was happening. So I had decided to do the War of the Spark. But a lot of that was also a War of the Spark draft was a search engine optimized tool. So I was like, hey, maybe if I do this, a lot of people will click on it. And that wasn't the case at all. It <laughs> did worse than just my Oathbreaker stuff. And Oathbreaker is a less popular than Magic the Gathering Arena. So that's funny. At least it means I'm doing something right if people are watching my Oathbreaker videos. I'm very happy for, for that. Yeah, so, long story short, I'm trying to create one Oathbreaker video every single day. It's part of, like, this weird ritual where I'm doing a bunch of stuff every day. What am I doing? When I get up, uh, I exercise, then I draw a picture, and then I write for 15 minutes, and I read for 20 minutes, and I meditate for 10 minutes, and then I do a freestyle, and then I do a video. That's kind of like what I do every morning. Why am I telling you this? Thank you for watching so much, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Go, I don't know, sling some spells. I don't know, good luck in your next match. See ya!